For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. Live from the Kruger Law Office, one call, that's all studios at Radio City. This is Scalzo and Brust. Presented by Bud Light it's a party, baby. on 94.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. It's a party, baby. Woo! It's a party, baby. Scalzo and Brust, it's August. That means how many days in August have they both been on the show together? I'm going with five. Five. Who did? Who can do the check work? I can look into that for you, Homer. All right. Do you think I'm? Uh, what do you think, Josh? I, I, I think I would set the over under closer to eight and a half. Okay. All right. Must have been. Uh, must have had a strong start. It must have been the first few days of August. What's their record for the last ten work days? Uh, do we get zero? Any in the last ten work days where they both have been here? Is it zero? No, it's. I think it's three. Three. Okay. I'm Homer. I don't know which of the two that I'm in. Am. Telly Hughes is here, and yes, that is his name. On his birth certificate. They'll be back tomorrow? Yep. Both of them? Business as usual, Homer. Both of them? Both of them. Are there any other days this week where both of them will be here? I think the whole rest of the week. Wow, I'm not buying that. I'm not here, so. I'm not buying that. It might yeah. mean they are. Oh, okay. As of now, as of 4.02, mm-hmm. this is my uh, only day. I'll go with uh, there's no way they finish. Uh, <laughs> they're they're eight, eight for eight. Four appearances by each of them in the final four days. You uh, Not a chance. It sounds but like it you want to go over way. under. You want to do a eight, poll? If eight, yeah, I'm going to go with under eight. And eight <laughs> would be everybody for both of them for the rest of the week. 1-800-990-3776, the Old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank, get old. Jordan Love, never a day in which you can't talk about Jordan Love. Um, Tom Brady, did he officially come back today? I think when he said he was coming back, he said, I want this time off during... during uh, the uh, JV season, and they said fine. I'm, and if you're Tom Brady, you, uh, do you argue? Or if you're if you're the the uh, if you're Tampa Bay, I don't. I don't think you say a word either. No, I again. The question is what time or how it fits, and it. I mean, they they don't. He's just taken. We no longer play in the games to the next level. I not only am not playing in the games. I'm not even showing up. Well, let, let's be real. The last, uh, by the least, way, Scalzo and Brust have both been here for ten days. <laughs> yeah, uh, at least to cover. It's not like Brett Favre's last what five years in Green Bay, right? Where every training camp he was going to retire, and we all knew that just was him not wanting to participate in training camp. Mm-hmm. Now, at least. Tom Brady got the excused absence. He could have just un, uh, wait to unretire until now. 
And they would have still welcomed him with open arms. So if he comes out of retirement and he says, hey, beginning of August, I'm going to need like nine days. You're going to say right on because it's Tom Brady. If it's somebody else, you're like, okay, maybe you need to get your priorities straight. What's first in your life, whatever, yada, yada, yada. But if you're Tom Brady, seven-time Super Bowl champion? Yeah, and and again. I think seven. Is it six or seven? It's seven. No, he's seven seven for ten, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So seven Super Bowl rings. You let the man go do what he needs to do. Yeah, and as I said, and the – the for the timing of it fits, you know. Uh, I think if Brett Favre, whatever, he, if 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 it was now with Brett Favre, I think they would probably let him let him do the same. It wasn't the the uh, the standard was different back then. What are you crazy? Well, now nobody plays anyway. I don't. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Tom Brady will be the last. I think no. there'll there'll be others that. Will be able to, especially when you're 100 years old. He's what? He's got Social Security lessons he needs to learn. He's yeah. probably going to class there and stuff. And maybe. Um, no, I. But the next person will do it. Will definitely maybe, need a resume well, no, like, know, like Tom Brady. No, we know who's going to be next. We know who's going to be the next one to do it. Let me say. Let me guess. Number 12. Number 12, guaranteed. <laughs> the guaranteed. other number 12. There's the. Yeah. No. Do I think that Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is going to do it? Of course, I think he's going to do it. Yeah. Uh, next year? Um, might be next year. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, the, especially if it's like another just heartbreaking playoff loss or something. He may say, hey, I need some more time. And, I mean, you give it to him. Why yes. not? Well, if Tom Brady can do it, anybody can do it. Well, right? no, that's not true. Okay. I mean, I don't think you can have Justin Herbert for the Chargers go to them and say, hey, I need a couple of weeks off during training camp. You're right. 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 You haven't done anything. No. But if you've won a Super Bowl or seven, you trust that you get yourself together by the time week one rolls around. Um, So Brady took off, what, two weeks or how many days was it? It was 11 days. 11 days. All right. Who else can take 11 days off in next year's uh, JV season? Um, Clearly Aaron Rodgers. I think Mahomes could do it. Uh, I think you need to start going towards some of the older Ryan, guys. Matt Ryan, if like, you're playing. Uh, uh, Johnny Unitas. Matt yeah, Ryan is probably. a Colt. <laughs> what? Matt Ryan is on the Colts. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Matt Ryan, like, uh, if he left for 11 days, he he would lose his job. Okay. I don't. Uh, there's a lot of people that could take 11 days off. Doesn't mean they're going to have their job when they come back. Well, uh, but it's whether it, whether the team would allow it. You know, whether the team's okay with it. I don't. When does it end? Why does it have to be 11 days? With Brady, it could have been 14 days. I don't know what. Uh, I bet Matt it. Stafford gets away with it in Los Angeles, especially with the way they run that team. Yeah, there you go, Matt Stafford. 11 days. Yep. But he's. Plus thirty five, right? Isn't he thirty five or in that range? Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I would, I would say, I'm not sure what I'd bet and what what odds I need for a value pick, but Aaron Rodgers taking eleven days off of training camp next year. Uh, I would say for a week, maybe. I know I'll go with a week, it, but it would be like the first week where it's really insignificant. 
Yeah, whatever. It's got to be. I don't think he would show up and then leave like Tom Brady oh, did. I don't know. I, I'd have to look and see what the what the levels of practice were when Brady left to make it comparable. You know, I can't say that Rodgers did the same if he leaves the first seven days and he didn't have to report till the third or something. When Brady left, it was in prime JV season, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know what you consider prime because... Well, they had started practice. It was around... Did he do it right there about playing games or what? When was... Had they... Was it was it, a leak, week leading up to preseason game number one. Okay, yes. yes. So you'd have to Then be, he probably wouldn't have played in anyway. Correct, right. But All I'm right. saying to compare Rodgers if he does this, which we know he will, it, <laughs> it to be given equal comparison, it would have to be... From the time, the start of the week where they have a game, you can't do it before. Now, my guess yeah. is that, um, and I with Brady, where once they have a game, then you maybe that changes the practice or the focus on who gets the snaps or whatever. Um, I don't. We haven't uh, figured that part of it out of it as well. But yeah, I could uh, that 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 becomes legitimate uh, JV season because you're getting ready for a game. But, Homer, you've been in media 30, 40 years, right? I've been in the media since February of 1980. It's a long time. So my point is, yes. you know we only get 40 to 50% of the real story yeah. that hits the media. Right. So yeah. my point in saying that is this could have very well been a scheduled time and they already had formatted their practice schedule to include that Tom Brady would not be there for 11 I, days. I think that's definitely because, the way it was. And I mean, and what do they have to gain by telling us exactly when he's going to come back? So people got all up you know, in a frenzy when right, Todd Bowles said, well, we're expecting him back early next week. Because right. if he would have came out and said – all right, he's going to be gone 11 days, right? Mm -hmm. Then you think they the media would just leave that alone? No, they they're going to like, be like, well, so clearly, well, why has to be gone 11 days? Right, you clearly, why you, not 10? Right, why clearly not you, you knew about this. And exactly. You said, yeah, so. so, I mean, you disseminate the information in the timeline that you choose to, and people are going to react however way. But if he goes out and he lights it up for four or five touchdowns week one, People are going to say, hey, maybe he didn't need to be there for 11 days. Yeah. I, I think that's possible. I mean, the, the, the standard for training camp is a joke compared to what, what used to be before. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. they don't they, – they, I don't know what they do. Now, there was the guy uh, – I can't remember his name – that coached at St. John's in Minnesota that never had anybody hit during all of practice. They never did it. Yeah, yeah. And everybody I thought he was like crazy. D three guy, Guy yeah. Ardo, or I can't think of his name. We can yeah. look it up. People thought he was crazy. Literally, I think he's passed away. They should check out with the staff to see what they did because the NFL has moved in that direction. Yeah, they just yeah. don't hit. So, yeah. so given whatever they do, and you figure out what they need to do. Um, yeah, before hard knocks, like training camp was. Grueling. Yeah, they'd have two, sometimes Forrest Gregg got, I think, three practices. Yeah, and I mean, because one, there was a Minnesota Viking lineman that passed away 
because of Corey dehydration. Stringer. Yes, yep. Corey Stringer. Yep. Exactly. So that right there gives you an indication of how tough these training camps used to be. And you're talking about late July, early August in these Midwestern cities. Like, I, if, if I'm not mistaken, the the Kansas City Chiefs are like in Joplin, Missouri or something. And it's 150 degrees there. And you got yeah. on pads. And, mm-hmm. like, it was just they had to go in a less drastic way of, of conducting training camp. Yeah. They had to. I mean, when you got players literally passing away, right? You got to do something different. But, but I'm saying I, I don't know. It's nothing like it used to be. Though. I don't know what you miss when you miss. Yeah, because I mean, you have everything on iPads and so uh, uh, FaceTime or Zoom, and and so I'm sure he didn't miss a lot of the meetings. Right, and how much does he need to go to the meetings anyway? Yeah. And then it's just the reps, once again, it, especially if he knew he was going to be gone 11 days. We don't know if he has scheduled personal training sessions mm-hmm. in these game. I mean, during these days. Right. That's not too far away from what he does if he's at and practice. as you alluded to, if they gave him extra work, more than what he would have normally got, knowing he was going to miss 11 days. Right. So, uh, I don't think it's a big deal. Uh, and, I mean, and he could go out. And and stink it up the first two weeks, and you really can't blame that. I mean, you look at what the Packers did last year. Aaron Rodgers doesn't play in the preseason, and the first game against the Saints, they look like trash. And so, what do you go back and say? Oh, well, let's risk it and play them during the preseason. Like, there's always going to be the other side of it, so... To me, it's it's not that big of a deal. He missed 11 days. He could have missed 14. He's still going to come back, and there's a good chance he's going to be Tom Brady. Yeah, I don't – does anybody feel that this will have any effect? It's uh, John Gagliardi, who was the coach at St. John's. He coached there like, I think, 50 years or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, we had a relative who played on his team, and they never, they never hit. Head coach from 22 to 86 years old. Yeah. I mean, at the time, it was crazy. They had no, no, no scrimmages him, yeah. ever. Um, and and now football hasn't gotten to that point. But from you're a maniac, and no one could do that except in Division Three, and they were very successful. Uh, now, at some point, somebody's going to suggest that. Yeah. No football. No scrim. No uh, no contact. So it's just going to be OTAs like all the time. Well, you can do, uh, you know, be, I, I don't know what they'll do. But do I think there's going to be a point in which they continue to move in the direction of less hitting? Without a doubt. When you're doing as little as they do, how much does the little actually help? Yeah, no, I agree. Versus- and then when the regular season starts and someone is out of position and they'll be like, oh, he doesn't know how to properly tackle or he puts himself in a position where he can actually be injured. And the, you're absolutely right. You cannot get good at something if you don't practice it. Right. Well, they talk that about That includes how, hitting right, if you're well, a professional. Tackling. They talk oh, about tackling. how tackling. Exactly. Doesn't, doesn't help when you tackle. What do they tackle? They tackle like these circles or they 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 have different things. It's like and, a donut of sorts. Uh, yeah, they tackle a donut. Yeah. That's what it is. Well, they'll figure out the best way to do it without really doing it. And we're moving in that direction, you know. Um, 
And when if Brady does well, the next thing will be like, well, what if he took two weeks off? What if he took three weeks off? What uh, uh, what effect would that have? Yeah, no, it's something to think about. The only the only people that uh, well, what effect has this show had? Scouts and Breast are never here in August. What's the effect of the show? They're still rocking and rolling. Yeah, I, I've already said before. If I'm a listener, I know how you feel. They're not on. I mean, you know what their nickname for me is? Not you. What's that? Click, click, Homer. Why? <laughs> Second he fills in, and I see it's him. Click. I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> That's not why I listen to that show. And you know how I know I'm click Homer because I had a lot of click people before I got into radio. When I listened to radio, <laughs> I like someone. They're not on. Click. Well, don't you want to give the other person? No. It took time to become a fan and like a show. They're not on. So um, more than you needed to know. I don't know what's next. Telly will look at the list. Next. You're listening to Bud Light, Scalzo, and Brust. Have uh, the hall monitor back on air again. Right. Did he we'll invite himself back? back on. All right. Are we Nelson, going to your wedding we or what? I'll have you guys know I was the master of ceremonies for my graduation right. from Lake Canoe right. Middle. Hang up on him, please. Thank Thanks you for, for the call. Right. Cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, the best thing about filling in for Scouts on Breast. You know what that is? The best thing. I don't know. What's what's the best thing? When it's not Thursday. <laughs> oh, you like Grateful Dead. I, I've never gotten it. I'm, and I'm the worst music person ever, so I shouldn't be qualified for saying Not Never liked it. Never thought it. I mean, my thought has always been the same. Even when they you gotta were... you got to be smoking serious weed to like that stuff, because I don't think there's anything of any significance musically. I get range of stuff, people like this and this. I don't... What is it they do that people like? I don't know. Like, I don't know. It seems like that hippie era really yeah, is like hippie, skipped but, over you, huh? No, I, I I heard all the music. I like I said, I'm no musical expert, but I've all this was from day one. Well, what is it about? <laughs> what is it about? Like what's their best song ever? Grateful Dead. I mean, there's they have so many and it depends how deep you go, but Truckin' is like their their okay, biggest yes, yes, their that biggest I know. hit. Yeah, Casey okay. Jones is very popular. Okay. Touch of Gray was right. modern in the Truckin '90s. Would be the one that I would know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think it was like, I would say like Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, or something like that. Just not as good. <laughs> more on there's more weed. I think they're all on weed when they're doing it. But so um, it's not that I dislike it. I just don't get, get it. it. So anything else you pick, I'm going to like better. Um, so I'm glad it's not Thursday. All right, let's get to the Brewers because everybody's uh, down on them. Not everybody, um, because they have struggled. And then uh, St. Louis has played well. They've won like seven games in a row. Um, I, I, uh, I know it's going to be close, but deep down I think the Brewers will still make the playoffs. It might have to be the wild card. Um but I think I'm in the minority right now. Yes, you are. Yeah. Yeah. You I willing to place a bet on that? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, I think I, I think I have to get a little cushion. Um, uh, no. Is what do you mean? I said I'm the underdog. I said I'm the underdog. I don't need a lot. Like, I shouldn't would we bet, go by the, their odds to make the playoffs, which I believe is like fifty three percent right now? I would, I would, I would bet forty to win fifty. So that's not asking that's much. The other way around. Well, no, I mean, I'm saying so. Like, I expect a little better than my bet if I win. So whatever you want to bet. So if we bet 50, then I would want – I'll take 55. I just think that – I I think enough in Council and Stearns that they'll they'll just keep grinding it out, and they've always seemed to find a way to get it done. I understand it's going to be tougher this year because the team just isn't as good. So um, yours. So I would only get fifty if I bet fifty. You would get fifty-five if we bet fifty. Um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I'm going to totally punt on that. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Five bucks. <laughs> you have no confidence either. No. I, I mean, just want to actually win when I win. <laughs> well, you have none, and you're going to have fifty more. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay. I so if you win you get 50. If you lose you pay me 55, but where you're now at 0, so if you're that certain that they're not going to make the playoffs, then All this right. is this I'm is gonna, a good I'm going to think about it, but okay. I I I am one of the ones who don't think they will make the playoffs. I just think that the ship is 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 going to be too hard to write, especially right now. As a matter of fact, I'm taking that bet. I just thought about it. I just, I just, I feel like I can do it because I think I'm definitely going to win the fifty on Bakhtiari. So I feel like I'm up fifty. All right, Brewers making the playoffs. Yeah, I don't think they will. Mm -hmm. I, I just remembered. You do realize they? Well, they're struggling now, but they still have the Yankees, the Mets. Yeah, I think they have a lot of home uh, they go, games. And, but I think uh, doesn't doesn't uh, St. They, Louis view to have a harder schedule, or is it they just, go out to L. A. Uh, the Brewers do. So, yeah. I mean, the Brewers still have some extremely tough games against some playoff teams. And the way they're playing now, and it's not even just how poorly they're playing, it just seems like it's both inside the clubhouse and out on the field where it's just they are not on the same page. Yeah. And I don't know if they have a leader that can go and galvanize these guys and and make one last push. Uh, I mean, if your leader is 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 Yelich and he's batting two twenty five, I mean, I'm not going to take his lead and listen to him. What does he say? Do as I say and not as I do. I mean, that's the only way he can lead right now. So, um, and, and the Padres, I think they still have enough, even though Tatis uh, will not be with them for the foreseeable future. Uh, especially for the rest of this year. I just still believe they have enough talent. They acquired enough talent at the deadline to hold on to that third and final wild card spot. Yeah, I, I, I also, Because the Brewers are not going to win a division. We um, do agree on that. Uh, I get to – uh, the chances of the playoffs are better, but uh, – They're I, not going to win a division. I think they could – I mean, I, if I have to say win the division – I probably want seventy five. Uh, yeah, 55. see, <laughs> um, but I I haven't checked. I thought the uh, they they have a lot of home games down the stretch, and that they do. And that St. Louis has a tougher schedule in that regard. I'm not. I'll have to I'll have to look at it. But um, I just think uh, also if if the team does fade, 
that guarantees the larger number of players will be traded. The approach of the players, and we'll have Lauer, is pathetic. Um, given all the talk about the, the trade of Hader, not because they might have missed Hader, but if you're on that team, given the success of the team in the past, you're accustomed to making the playoffs, and you have Williams. If you have no Williams, then it's understandable if you feel like they're screwing with our team. But with Williams, you, you can have an be all star you, you're turning yeah, you to. You can be against the trade, but you should have incredible confidence that that you can still win. And if you don't, you should be traded. And I guarantee you that the smart, tough guy has noticed this, and there will be movements based on the attitude that some some have displayed. Like, you you can't win with those people. I played a round of golf today with a former brewer, a former reliever, and I asked him, I said, hey, man, is this really affecting the Brewers' whole team that Josh Hader got traded? Like, can that really affect everybody inside that clubhouse? And he said no. The thing is, he said they, my teammates, my former teammates, were upset when they traded me away from the Brewers, but that didn't stop them from, from winning. Right. They kept going, and, and everything worked out. So to say, oh, we're so distraught, I mean, this isn't Little League. Like, you don't sign up, and then that's the team you're with the entire time. And when people don't want to acknowledge that it's still a business, like, they're they're crazy. But, I mean, I, I totally get where some of the players may feel like, okay, we have a chance, and and you're taking away one of our top guys. But like you said, you're turning to an all-star. You're not turning to a guy, a prospect that you're hoping could be a major league reliever yeah. or closer. No, you're, you're, if you're bothered that much, you're fragile. And anybody running the team, uh, specifically Council and, and Stearns, I think we'll have a discussion about yeah. uh, how fragile this locker room was and that we need – I know McClendon's in there. McClendon's on the team for one reason and one reason only, to help the locker room. Yeah. Like his ability as a player has diminished where he still gives you something, but it's inconsistent. But they brought him in because they felt they needed something in the locker room. And if this is the attitude in the locker room, they now feel that they probably need even more. What were We have Lauer's comments? or Yeah, so we don't have audio of it, but uh, Eric Lauer was talking to Adam McKelvey in a piece he released on Sunday on MLB.com. Lauer said, I personally wasn't a huge fan of the way they described it to the public. I'm not trying to just get a bunch of bites of the apple, especially if things are going the way they are. The way the Brewers have historically traded before paying guys, I don't know how many bites of the apple we can take in the next few years. We're not going to be able to afford a lot of the guys in this room. Yeah, they'll be they'll move other people, but uh, that that doesn't. So now this is because a lot of to start this whole thing, it was a lot of postulating on how the locker room, the clubhouse, might take to it. Now we've heard Devin Williams express a similar thing to Eric Lauer. Now we can say they're wrong, but if that's the issue inside of the clubhouse, how do they turn that around? Get rid of some of those guys. That's a, that's what you'll do. You'll get rid of some of them and bring in players with different attitudes, or because they're going to move some people. They've got at some point they can trade because they can't afford everything. They have a plan as to how they do it. They also have a number of young, outstanding players in the farm system. But yeah, it's, uh, I don't know that, that those people will be moved because they're going to judge on talent more than anything. But 
um, they'll they'll be more apt to be willing to move somebody who's fragile. Yeah, and that's just who the Milwaukee Brewers are. They're not going to be the Yankees, the Dodgers, and go out and or the Padres now and go out and go all in from the definition of what we've seen those organizations do. The Brewers aren't going to just go and load up on three or four All Stars at the break and and uh, at the trade deadline and try and pay these guys because it's not even that, in my opinion, they don't have the money. I don't think the Brewers want to get in that arena where they are trying to compete or even outbid some of these larger markets, even though they may have the money. But if you do that once, then that's a road that you're going to continue to travel down. So I totally feel the players when it's like, okay, you're bringing me here to win, and we're on the cusp of doing something that we feel like we can uh, we can have a long, deep postseason run, and you trade away one of our guys because you want to start focusing on the future because you know you can't pay for these guys. But, uh, Josh, we talked about it off the air with uh, Corbin Burns. I mean, these guys are going to start pricing themselves out of Milwaukee. So you either going to have to go all in in this window that you have them or you're going to constantly be looking and preparing for the future. No, I think they will. I think they they, they know the years they have them left. And I'll think they, they'll make some moves. I think they also saw that this is not a year to give up the future for the present because there are too many, too many good teams. The, their ability to win this year is going to be based totally on the pitching, and the pitching has to go crazy and be good. I mean, I think they're, they're, they're scoring more runs per game than people realize. They're somewhere in the middle, so it's not like they're, they're horrible. Um, but, yeah, they'll – They'll. They, I just don't think they thought that one bat or whatever would would be enough for them to give up what people were asking. And at some point, they're going to have to move the pitchers. There's no way. Maybe they can do it for one pitcher. They can afford to pay that amount of money. And so they'll try to figure it out. But it's all based on how good is the team. The Dodgers are insanely good, and you know they can compete with them if their pitching is unbelievable. Um, and then you have Atlanta, and then you have the Mets, and then you have a possibility of San Diego. I don't think he was willing to sacrifice the future for this year because I don't think he thought it made sense um, given the quality of the team they have and that what they need to do is to be able to pitch well. And I, no one knows if he had concerns or they had concerns about Hayter. Yeah. But right now... Uh, it's looking like one of the greatest trades ever because it's like the guy's not the same and let's get rid of him now because I guarantee you if he had performed like that for the Brewers, what do you think they could have gotten in the offseason? Nothing. Right. Absolutely but nothing. But I don't that I don't know that that's the case. That's I want to qualify that because it could just be that they would admit they had they had no idea this would happen. It was that well, we can't. He's last year. Next year's is going to be his last year with us for sure. We yeah. can't afford to pay him that much, so move him now. Uh, it could be. Yeah, it and could that, be you a talked about the, You could talk yeah. about the forty or fifty percent. They're never going to tell us what they thought of Josh Hader. Exactly, because that's just something they will not make public. But I thought you brought up a great point when you do look at all the teams that they would have to jump. And do you have enough or could you acquire enough to get better than the Dodgers, the Braves, the Phillies, the Mets, 
Like, there are a lot of good teams in the National League right now that you would have had to leapfrog, and it just wasn't enough out there for you to go get and be able to pay in order to, like, really compete against these guys. And at some point it may be they look back and say we were wrong or it's what do we got to give up for what we were getting. But the reality is they still have a chance. They make the playoffs because of their pitching. I'm about to be $50 richer. There you go. Or... <laughs> Or $55 less. Poorer. Yes. And the key is they have to make the playoffs. They do not have to win the division. Next. You're listening to Bud Light, Scalzo, and Brust. You don't get to the NFC Championship two years in a row by accident. And you know what happens when Jordan loves the starting quarterback? That front office and Matt LaFleur, they're going to have a tight sphincter, and they're not going to look the same. <laughs> Subscribe to the Scalzo and Brust podcast free on the Wisconsin On Demand app and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into Scalzo and Brust. Today we have Homer and Tally Hughes in for Greg and Ben. I'm Josh DiMaggio. That's why you're hearing my voice. It's time now for everyone's favorite segment, a little one or zero. Are you a one or a zero? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Are you a yes or a no? There's no such thing as a gray area. Life is binary. It's just a one or a zero. All right, guys, you know the drill by now. I'm going to read you a statement that comes with a question. You're going to answer one for yes or zero for no. According to the former Queen of England's former personal chef, she has eaten jam sandwiches every day since she was a toddler. One or zero. You have eaten one thing once a day for at least an entire year. Zero for me. Uh, I try to drink water every day, but (laughs) (laughs) eating the same thing for a complete year straight. I mean, I haven't eaten meat in years, but to specifically eat something every day for one year. No, I used to hear stories about, uh, uh, commissioner, Bud Selig. Yes. Like a hot dog a day goes to, he always went to Gillies and had a hot dog and a diet soda, and my assumption is that, yeah, five days a week. I don't think he did that on the weekends. Oh, wow. But the that's thing about tough. Bud Selig, which I have not verified, but that's kind of his style of life. I think there were probably five things he did every day. Like, I know people said he got up at 5.30 or 5 and was on the treadmill for 30 minutes every day. So I think he's an everyday person. I think wow. he came into work at a certain time and always had two, did a, two phone calls or whatever. Um, so, but I have not gotten all that list. Uh, I, I think there are so few people that would say that. I actually do have a glass of water when I wake up every day, and I know I've done it for more than a year. My wow. son-in-law was from not from Spain. He'll always be from Spain. But, um, not he was from change. Spain until yeah, he changed his mind. <laughs> yeah, no, he's still from Spain. Um, but he uh, said um, that you drink water, you should drink room temperature water, not cold water, because. It's better for you. It takes for your water to adjust to cold. And you can, and so I, of course, assuming just because, you know, I just do assume he's wrong. Yeah. Just the principle. And then, and so I, on this, in the show, 
I drank 64 ounces of water in like, uh, is that a gallon? This. Is there a hundred? What's a gallon? Is it 128? Is. is a gallon? I thought it was, I'll have to look it up. Look I'm it bad up. with but, it. But I mean, I think I'm a world champion drinker of water. It was, they told me to stop because I was going to die. They said some lady drank so much it's 128. water. 128. 128. I know I drank 100, over 100 ounces in, let's say, 20 minutes or something. And it was the easiest yeah. thing I'd done. I thought, holy smokes. A nice. woman tragically passed away during the hold your Wii for a Wii when the Nintendo Wii was a big deal. You had to drink as much po- as much water as possible and hold it for as long as possible. So it was. She drowned her organs. Yes. Yeah. And I so they had me stop. But I was amazed. One, I had to admit that he was right. And, uh, <laughs> and but no, it made for. I mean, I tell everybody not even if it even if it isn't right. I think you can drink larger amounts. I mean, the only time you you know have water is when you're really hot and you need something. And so uh, yeah, I can. Well, I have. You, I have, you 20, have water drink, I have yeah. twenty ounces every morning, and I try to drink it in one gulp. And most days okay. I can. Yeah. So is that just a challenge you set for yourself? Why the one gulp? No. Um, yeah, it's kind of a challenge because I feel like I'm a natural. And he's a champion. And and it tells me when the few days that I can, it means I didn't get enough sleep. It's yeah, just different. Gotcha. But it's so easy um, to do that. So yeah, I'm definitely in more than an hour. And I mean, everybody is told to drink more water. And I'm telling you that to tell everybody that in, you should give it a shot because my chan- the chances are that and once it becomes easy to drink water, then you're more likely to do it. Yeah. All right, let's move on here. Homer's favorite high-end dining establishment, McDonald's, plans to unveil a new Big Mac that features two chicken patties instead of beef patties. One or zero. The Big Mac is a top ten recognizable thing about America. Oh, uh, uh, top ten? I don't know about top ten, but it's up there. I thought you were going to ask me if this is going to fail, so I would say maybe one to zero. <laughs> Give us your, this, as, as the McDonald's has, expert. This has no chance. Zero chance. It's, it's not less than be, a zero. Can I say minus one? Is it going to be better idea, than the McRib? No, no. Oh, come on. That You're a big McRib guy, gross. right? Oh, I love the McRib. And oh, I had to, gosh. Hold on. Well, no. All it is... Please understand. It's the softest ribs ever. Well, no, it's not. It's not even ribs. Yeah, it's not even ribs. You don't even know what it is. It might be. It might be grass. It might be. (laughs) But it has the greatest barbecue sauce. That's what everything is. Yes, it's processed. (laughs) It could be wood for all I know, but it's. I don't. I don't eat them as often as I used to. But You've laid off the McRib? No, but, but they're still. I still claim they're really good. That's yes. still top ten, top what? five for you, like at, on the menu at McDonald's. At McDonald's. Oh yes, yeah. Oh uh-huh. wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go zero with the with the Big Mac being a top ten recognizable American item. I, you know, maybe 20 years ago, yes, but uh, it's fallen out of favor. Yeah, there's way more things now. I mean, because that sauce, like the mystery sauce that's on Big Macs, that no one still can identify. Isn't that just kind of the bit? Isn't it just a Thousand Island? Or is that what it is? I thought it was. Oh. Uh, I think it's, it, it's gross. I think whatever you're both it is. correct. I think Thousand Isles seems, but I'm sure it's sli- proprietary in slightly, some sense. Slightly different from that, but that's a great. I mean, I don't know, but that's back when people used to to have Southern, uh, Thousand Island dressing right. on salads. I'm not sure anybody does anymore. You don't Anything see it like much. that is all yeah. white. It's the 
Uh, what are they? Ranch. Ranches. Ranch owns the world. Uh-huh. Now, who knows when that took? <laughs> no, when you get anything, literally anything, they, uh-huh. they, they bring you ranch. Cheese curds, anything, French fries. Other than like breakfast cereal. Maybe if you get Raisin Bran, I don't think they're going <laughs> to. But they might. People put ranch on everything. That is true. All That's right, not I, one of the questions. I got, I got one last one for you guys here. Last night, HBO debuted the Game of Thrones pre- prequel, House of Dragons, to much fanfare, and it will be releasing one episode a week during its run. One or zero. You'd prefer to watch a TV show weekly than be able to binge it. Do you binge watch stuff, Homer? Uh, no. I, I have so. a... Um, and I don't... What qualifies to make it binge? If you watch three episodes in one sitting or something. I've done that once. Wow. Wow. That's the way of my life. What man. was it? Really? What, what grabbed you? What grabbed you uh, enough? The Messiah. They created a series on Netflix about what it would be like if somebody came and that kind of was, was supposed an to awesome. be just, fabulous. Oh, gosh. And the key, what I would oh. emphasize is you, you don't have to be religious or spiritual yeah, to like right. it. Yeah. They created this great show. And it was often, awesome. Often it was awesome. spiritual movies stink because they're bad movies, though the topic may be great. They created this incredible... And I was really looking forward to, uh, to uh, season uh, two, and they, they canceled it because the they irri- yeah. no, they irritated somebody over the... Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, like, Ben... Brust admitted that he he started his Yelp because he has such an unpleasurable time in Green Bay golfing. Like, this was the first time I actually wrote in to Netflix. I was like, what are you doing? Why wouldn't you bring this back for a second season? Like, I was just so into it. But I did the same thing as you. Like, I couldn't stop watching it. Like, I watched the first episode, and I was just like, next thing you know, I was all the way in, and my wife turns to me and is like, well, now what are you going to watch? I was like, I don't care. This was great. They created these incredible characters that were a part of it. and you, Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't uh, – um, I mean, the last, <laughs> the last series was – the last show was exactly what I expected – you know, you got to have a miracle in there, um, but but you you had an interest. It's like any great any of those series is you you got to catch on. And to me, the great ones don't just focus on one person or one thought. They they have a variety of people that you care about. And yeah, it's just it was brilliantly written. And then I think everybody was surprised when they announced. Yeah, they, were do they it. just it was yeah. something about the character, the name, or there were some things done that irritated. One cult, some culture in the country or in the world, and they didn't want to fight with it. I guess I don't know. Yeah, but naturally, though, Josh, I I would go one. I'd prefer to watch my TV show weekly. I mean, I'm I'm good with that. But if I'm busy and there's a bunch of shows, I would much rather just say, "All right, I'm going to take a day and I'm doing nothing, and I'm just going to watch a bunch of." These See, to episodes. me, that's binging. Have what's the amount of time you've taken in one day? To watch a series. And that's so, what is it? I mean, I've probably, on specific days, I've probably done six, like a really lazy Sunday, like six plus hours of a specific yeah, TV show. Yeah, yeah there's no. I, I don't know. do that much anymore, but it definitely used. Yeah. I, I was excited to have something episodic to look forward to again every single week instead of like Stranger Things was the big one. They release it all, and then you feel the pressure to watch it so you can keep up with everyone else. Or. If it's really good, you just want to watch huh? the next one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, good point. I'm, I'm now. I'm now with my son. Yeah. Now I'm. I'm with Lucifer. I think with Lucifer, I could do a number of those. Because again, not necessarily the subject, but I'm just. I'm fascinated by things that are really well written, and they just. And I wow. Somebody has to sit down and come up with this, and then you think about this. You want to know what happens next to this person and stuff like that, and just the idea of putting it all together. But I. I mean, I haven't come. I've watched like one and someday i'll watch the next one i there's no way i can do six hours do you have trouble sitting still uh no not a, not you i mean i can watch a movie that's really good gotcha so, um it just seems like i mean that's a lot of time it is a lot of time now if i was sick or something I mean, that's those situations where you're requ- you have that much time. Right, it alters I'd be the, hooked totally. the math. Right. Oh, without a doubt, I'd be. If so, I'd have six hours every day, which is going to be. And then you'd really find out what's good, right? Yeah. Because if it's not good, you're through one. You'll and know. I, I'm done. <laughs> done. Next, find me another one. So I guess that's a one or zero. I'm not sure. <laughs> all right, that's all I got for you guys today. You didn't. You did not have. Jordan Love is part of the one or zero. Isn't that law, state law? That you- I figured you would be talking enough, Jordan Love, that we didn't want to get redundant with one or zero. That's true. We haven't yet. I know. I bet you it's coming up. Yes, it is. Probably next. You're listening to Bud Light, Scalzo, and Rust. Do you not understand how milk oh, works? boy. What is the 2% versus 1% versus this game? If you had to guess... What would the difference be between whole milk, skim milk, 2%, 1%? Whole milk, skim milk, 2%, 1%. We just gave you the answer pretty much. Whole milk is like, it's right from the cow. Subscribe to the Scalzo and Brust podcast free on the Wisconsin On Demand app and wherever you get your podcasts. requires some discussion each hour of Jordan Love. We only got two minutes left. What do you want to say, Telly? What do you want to say about Jordan Love? Short segment. My man Jordan Love is Your in a... Your man? My man Jordan Your man Love? Jordan Love is in a no-win situation. That's all I'm going to say. Ooh, because? Because he goes out and he has a great game. Not to say that Friday night was great by any stretch, mm. but... Fans are still going to say, well, it's about time, or, well, it's only one game. So I think Jordan Love right now is just in a in, – he's in a no-love situation from the Packer Nation. I'll say that. Okay. Uh, I saw enough passes I really liked that I said, uh, for the first time, I'm okay with him as a backup. Um, but One performance. You're okay with him backing up yeah, Aaron Rodgers now? Yeah. I mean, I don't I – don't, I'm, I'm assuming as a backup to Aaron Rodgers, he's not going to play very much. That's what you want to assume. Well, no, yes. but that's what, that would be true regardless who the backup is. But if he played a game, then I think I think there's a chance 
Um, now, it's still close. I'd never – I mean, I was looking at anybody before. And, you know, if he had a horrible game, then I could drift back a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I saw a couple of plays that I really liked that I hadn't seen him do. And um, I'd stick with him, and, and now we'll see. But uh, the question that could also be posed is, uh, you know, how often do you want him to start a game? All... Are you comfortable with him starting a game? And I would have always been zero. Now I'd say, I think he can handle one. So all of that hinged on the second uh, game of the JV slash preseason? No, it means it means it wasn't. I never thought he was bad as everybody else did. Yeah. But you're saying if he had a bad game, you wouldn't have had any confidence of him being... As a backup, yeah. So I just need to I need so to see plays that I game. like that moved him up from slightly below to slightly above, and then we'll see what the next game is, and he could move back to slightly below. But um, <laughs> that is not necessarily what I think other people believe. I don't I don't I don't have any interest in him being good or bad. I don't care. I mean, I'm not a fan or like I just watch what I watch and I say. Does he make the team better? Do I want him to play? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say prior to what I saw then, I just assumed every, this year would be no different from last year than if he started. He'd suck. Mm-hmm. Now I think it's possible that he might he might be serviceable for one game. <laughs> Is that a ringing endorsement? No, but it's, it's better than before based on what I saw. And I look forward to watching him again to see not how bad he looks when he looks bad so much, but... You know, does he make plays that seem smart to me versus why in God's name did he throw that pass? Well, I think I speak for you and Packers fans. Hopefully we will not have to find out. Yeah. And see, and I don't <laughs> I don't think that's uh, the end of the world. I don't want him to start six games. But if he has to fill in, I think it's I now believe it's possible that he can be serviceable. Another hour with Jordan Love next. <laughs> 